Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Oh! Well, all right, and good morning to you and yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the third day of February, 2023. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. As we get ready to wrap up the week and head into the weekend, hopefully it is a good one for all parties involved. Big J will be out and about tonight in the beautiful Boise Spectrum, hanging out at Oak Crab Seafood for your chance to grab some stuff from the X-Rock stock. Of course, half-price ramen and sushi going on as well, so a chance for you to take advantage of that. Maybe a little pre-Valentine's fun with the lady or the sir in your life, and enjoy it. And have a great time. And Big J watches you eat. It's really cool. I commentary on it. Do you really? Yeah. What are some of your go-to uh, catchphrases when it comes to people eating? Hey, watch out for that chopstick. Okay. Get you right in the eye. Anything seafood related? That thing came right from the ocean. Nice. I, I didn't know. I was Love not it. prepared for any of that. <laughs> no, I don't really do commentary, but no. I will if you ask me to. But you will watch. Like, I mean, yeah. just silently watch as people eat. Yeah. Lick my lips. <laughs> like, mmm. That's the kind of Big J experience you get when you ask for an X-Live remote. So, uh, Treasure Valley Businesses, what are you waiting for? Question mark. So come on out and join Big J today, uh, tonight I should say, and get some stuff from the X-Rock stock and have yourself a good old time as you kick off the weekend. And then hopefully you have some good things planned on your Saturday and Sunday as it's the first. I mean, I guess you get to partake in some of the Pro Bowl stuff. Are you planning on doing any of that? Uh, I have, I have been. I mean, I've, there's some stuff going on already. I know, I know. I was like, I didn't know this was happening, so I guess I'm not locked in. Now there's like skill competitions and stuff, but yeah, it's it's kind of all over the map a little bit, I suppose. All happening from Las Vegas, but the flag football game in particular. Do you have any interest at all whatsoever in that? I mean, I. I don't know. I'll watch a few minutes of it and see how it goes. I, I can't see myself doing that, but I uh, I certainly appreciate those who do as we get ready for the Super Bowl, which is a little over a week away from Arizona. They're in Vegas this weekend doing some Pro Bowl stuff. We'll talk a little bit about that over the course of the show today. We have some prizes to give away on a Friday. We're going to go to hell as well, so it should be a good one, and we play music on this show. Let's get started with some Foo Fighters. Everlong kicking things off here on the morning after on the X. King Big J. U.S. Department of Labor yesterday announced that Amazon exposed some workers to unsafe conditions and ergonomic hazards at three of their gigantic warehouses. The reason why this is a thing is because one of the most egregious warehouses that got in trouble was the one down there in Nampa, Big Jen. Yeah. At all the locations, uh, OSHA found workers were exposed to a high risk of lower back injuries and other disorders related to the high amount of employees had to lift. The heavyweight items, workers awkwardly contorting themselves to lift items and long hours required to complete assigned tasks, led OSHA to believe that they were doing some of this stuff incorrectly. Not only that, but five other tasks put employees at risk. Fluid unload, fluid load, downsack water spider task, the pallet de- decking task, and the sort go-kart task. Don't know what any of those are, 
but the letter offered solution for each task as to why they were doing it incorrectly at the Nampa location. Uh, apparently, they're going to find uh, the warehouse in Nampa about $15,600, and they have to fix the violations by June 13th, or more serious fines will be handed down. In the meantime, Amazon has 15 days to comply, which is to pay the fine, request an informal contract conference with the area director, or contest the findings and see what happens going forward. But never good when it finds out that people aren't protecting you from getting hurt, you know? Yeah, no kidding. How many OSHA violations do you think are around here, Big Jim? Oh, you know, five or six, yeah, probably. I was thinking of Baker's Dozen, but you might be right. But you got to be careful where you work. You never know. Watch where you step. You don't want to get hurt at work. That would suck. So I'm sure they'll take care of this stuff, and we will see some resolution to the problem going forward. Big J, we got ourselves some LeBron James watch. It is on because uh, if you enjoy watching records fall, LeBron James is very close to breaking the most career points in NBA history. The number to watch is 38,387. That was the record set by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back in 1984. Uh, he's about 67 points away from that currently. And so now you can see the prices of all the games coming up go through the roof. Uh, you know, they, they expect it to be two or three games maybe when he actually eclipses the mark. So everybody is on according to the watch and they think he's going to get it done before the All-Star break, but I guess you really never know. So we'll see. I'm sure there's a bunch of gambling sites that have which games are you going to do it in. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, but it is coming close. Not that we'd be able to take part in those things. Uh, I know we are not allowed to gamble in the state of Idaho. That is against the law. And if you are hungry for football, Big J, I've got some good news for you. Not only do we have the NFL, but the XFL is coming back. The USL, USFL is coming back. College football is a thing. But also, the Arena Football League announced yesterday it is officially out of bankruptcy, and it will resume playing in the 2024 season. It will feature 16 teams and a 10-game regular schedule during the summer. And, of course, uh, they've named a new commissioner, which will make no difference to you because you've never heard of him. But he is uh, Lee Hutton. He is an attorney. He is also the first black commissioner to lead the U.S. Professional Sports League. The AFL last played in 2019. Uh, I would like to say that uh, it'd be nice to get the Boise Burn back in the side of things. That, se- that team always seemed to sell really well. It always shocked me when they folded. Because there was always things going on. It was always packed. It was always really seemed well like that when I was you know, at the games. Right. And it just went away. Of course, the whole league did. The AF, that, that was the second tier of the Arena Football League. Eastbound 94 is oh, up to hi. speed from the Karcher Midland Interchange in Nampa to the Flying Y in Boise. That is brand new Five Finger Death Punch. Welcome to the circus here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's a weird time to be a sports fan because not only are you following the record amount of money that uh, sports players are making on a regular basis, but also for the first time in a long time, Announcers are making more than athletes in a lot of different cases, and uh, that can lead to some polarizing results. Big J, are you a fan of Tony Romo? Yeah, and his play call or his, his uh, analysis on I, CBS. I have no problem with his, what he does. I what I appreciate about him is his enthusiasm, and he certainly has that in spades. That can definitely get on people's nerves, and it apparently has because Tony Romo has been calling games for six years. You're familiar with Q scores, yes, Big J? Mm-hmm. And so if 
if you're on television, basically it's like the form of do you like me, yes or no? Uh, do you like me more than a friend? And people keep track of Q scores. That's how they decide, okay, wh who are we going to put as the star of the show? Who's going to be part of the marketing campaign? Who are we going to really lean on? And uh, after they signed Tony Romo to a 10-year, $120 million contract at CBS, his Q score has gone in the toilet. Basically, uh, he went from being really, really enjoyed and really liked because he was different to people getting tired of him yelling all the time and not really giving a lot of information. It used to be when Tony Romo started, he was calling out plays in advance, and he had a pretty nice success rate. Over the last three years, Big J, that success rate is down to about 15% when he actually calls out the play before it happens. So no longer is that part of his shtick, really, because it's not exactly successful. But also, uh, apparently, CBS is not happy with Tony Romo because they, uh, according to Sports Illustrated and the New York Post, Big J, had an intervention with Tony Romo. Uh, to try to get him to study more. They had to have the Kyler Murray talk with him because they weren't happy with the amount of information about the players and the actual plays that Tony Romo was providing during the broadcast. They weren't happy with the content he was coming up with during his games, and so they wanted to sit down with him and go, hey, listen, you have to turn this around. And apparently, now that the season's over, they weren't exactly happy with Tony Romo again. Where this goes, I don't know. I guess he could get demoted off of Jim Nance's number one broadcast team. But when you have that much vested in a play-by or a uh, analysis in the world of sports broadcasting, you almost have to put him in the limelight because you've thrown so much money in his direction. You understand? Yeah, or maybe, you know, he just does some extra work for all the money he's getting. Uh, oh, you're saying like you... Yeah, put in some work, Tony. Other Come things? On. Well, now, again, if this is all hearsay. Well, yeah, but if his bosses are saying, hey, you know what, you... And, I can see that. I mean, some people uh, who are critical of some of these folks' this, uh, job don't realize how much work goes into it and how much some of those folks do work and do put in uh, to it that you don't see. And then uh, I can imagine that there are others that don't do as much work. There's also uh, appears to be at least a little bit of a rift between Jim Nance and Tony Romo. They apparently behind the scenes don't get along all that great. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jim Nance, very, I think, well, here's what I have heard. Jim Nance, very upset with the big money contract that Tony Romo signed. Why wouldn't he be? Uh, because he's fairly new to the business and Jim Nance had been there forever. Yeah. And he's also really, he thinks that Tony Romo interrupts him all the time and it drives him absolutely crazy. And so he and he puts in the work according to uh, the story, and Tony Romo doesn't. And so this is maybe also where the he needs to study more narrative has come from that Jim Nance may have leaked that out there. But no matter what, uh, Tony Romo is still in for seven years at CBS, $17 million a year. That's how much he is making, too. So basically, it's a million dollars for every game he calls for the most part uh, to go out there and do yeah. a broadcast. I mean, I don't know how much Jim Nance is making. But it's not that much, no. and you would have to be pissed off. You could, how could you not? I mean, even though you have to understand, listen, the guy I'm paired with here was a professional football player. You know, he's got the, you know, the, I guess. The look and all of that sort of stuff. So you have to understand that. But still, that's a lot of money, man. There's a for lot doing the job that you do as well. There's a lot of animosity with longtime broadcasters on television that are upset about the con like. Uh, I read an interview with Howie Long, uh, who's been on Fox forever, and he is like, I. How does Tom Brady get a $100 million broadcast contract? Because I've been sitting behind that desk for years for doing all this stuff, and I haven't even sniffed that much money. But without even jumping on television, they give him a $100 million contract. Uh, and so there's a lot of people behind the scenes that aren't exactly happy with the amount of money they're throwing around for former players, especially if they're not going to put in the work. You understand?
So we'll see yeah. where this goes. I think CBS is locked in no matter what, but it is interesting that there's some drama behind the scenes for people that do enjoy Tony Romo. And for those that don't, you may love this particular story indeed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J's got your Friday morning song coming up next on the X Rocks. Rob. <laughs> That is Disturbed in Prayer here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Every Friday morning, Big J selects a song to get the blood pumping, get you moving on a Friday. First, we find out the what it is. Then we find out the why he selected it. Big J, what is the song of the day today? Yeah, it's from a uh, band Falling in Reverse, a brand new song. Uh, it is called Watch the World Burn. All right, here you go. It's Big J's song on the X Rocks. There you go. That is Big J's song for the Friday morning. Watch the world burn by falling in reverse. What you pick that song for, Big J? Roddy Radke is so mad and angry uh, because uh, that is a brand new song from uh, Falling in Reverse, and uh, they—it's called the Fan Track, Nick. And uh, basically, they got an album that's uh, I think forthcoming, and uh, they released this. The video has, uh, I mean, skyrocketed. I mean, it's got millions and millions of views. It's only been out a couple days, and um, uh, a bunch of uh, rockers have uh, come out and said that how much they like it. M Shadows and um, Mr. Ivan Moody from um, Five Finger Death Punch, uh, saying how much they love the video and the song. And so, you know, my question is, is like, at first I'm like, there's a lot of rap. It's kind of rappy. And so I don't know how X-Rock fans feel about it. So you can hit up the TDS Fiber text line and let us know. But uh, it's taken a couple of uh, uh, listens for me before I really get into it. I'm like, you know what? I dig it a little bit because it's pretty aggressive and he is angry. And you know what? Sometimes I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, I, I kind of get where he's going with this song, Watch the World Burn. So you kind of uh, are playing it as like a temperature check, if you will, for the oh, X-Rock Oh, absolutely, sure, gotcha. yeah. Okay. It'll be a cage match next week. Feel free to uh, text in your opinions of the song. That was uh, Big J's song for your Friday morning. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff. We'll also go to hell, featuring parents of the day for sure. Important stuff. Hey, what's going on? The morning after with Nick and Big J. We talked about it, we joked about it, we had people write in about it, but apparently it's a real thing thanks to bird flu and everything else. There's a lot of money going out the door because of eggs, Big J. And Americans are feeling the effect on their wallets. So as egg prices rise, a bunch more people are, in fact, buying chickens, Big J, doing yeah. backyard farming. Yeah, we had that uh, Ask the Morning After question. Was it Monday? I think it was Monday. Uh, it might have been last Monday. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Purely Poultry, which is a chicken supplier, has said the they have a 28% increase in sales. Uh, from month to month over their chicken sales over the last couple of months, which is incredible. Now, uh, will owning chickens, however, offset the cost of eggs? That is the question. Well, probably not when you break it all down because you have to see what the rules for owning chickens in your neighborhood are, number one. Chickens also need coops. You can expect those to run at least $300 for a small one, $2,800 for a large one. And that does not include heat lamps, soft bedding, and food. You got to spend about $35 per month for each head of chicken that you have for food. So that's how much it's going to cost you. As for the output, uh, one grown hen will lay about five eggs per week. So that's what you have for the return on your investment. So uh, I'm not sure what a lot of people think. Like this, these chickens just pump out eggs all the time. That's not how it works. You got to have a pretty steady amount of chickens in order to pull that off but 
I mean, I guess if that's what you want to do, you can, but there's more cost involved in it than you think, I guess. And work. Yeah, sure. There's all that stuff. And isn't that why we go to the store, Big J, so we don't have to? Yes. Do the work that goes along with processing food? That's exactly why. Probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but Robert Kraft, who is the owner of the New England Patriots, wants Tom Brady to rejoin the Patriots for one day so that he can officially retire from the team he led for 20 years. Uh, and, of course, that we'll see what happened. He was talking about the possibility of Brady coming back for a one-day contract so he can retire a Patriot. Of course, uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Tom hasn't weighed in on this. I'm not sure what Tampa Bay wants to do, but this is pretty much standard operating procedure for every sports legend. You understand? Yeah. Regardless of where they finish their career, they go back and retire as a member of whatever team they were part of. But that relationship between the Patriots and Tom Brady has been strained over the last couple of years, so I'm not sure how into it he may be, but don't be surprised if it does happen. And they bury the hatchet and they make it happen. Big J, what's the shelf life on being a creep that sexually harasses coworkers? Uh, why are you asking me? I have no idea. Uh, because apparently it's forever six years. Uh, because Matt Lauer is plotting his return to television. Big J. Uh, of course, Matt Lauer was fired from NBC in 2017 for uh, multiple cases of inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace, including having a button on his desk that locked the door when women came into his office. I mean, just yeah, that's creepy stuff. That's extra creepy. Creepy, creepy stuff. Uh, But Matt Lauer thinks enough time has passed and he thinks he should be able to have a comeback. And Lauer's friends are uh, backing him up, saying they want to make a move like Megyn Kelly has done, which is basically get back into the game on his own terms, i.e. his own show, and maybe lean a little bit more opinionated as opposed to just delivering of the news, which is what Megyn did before her whole controversy happened. And then, of course, she ended up being a uh, talking head now on a bunch of different networks. So the question becomes, will Matt Lauer do this? And will people accept? I, I'm listen. I'm guessing people will accept him. Uh, they've accepted far worse than Matt Lauer. Whether or not that's appropriate or not is another question altogether. But it probably shouldn't surprise any of us that he's plotting a comeback. Yeah, it's just what people do. You take a little bit of a breather and then you come back like nothing ever happened, and then uh, you pretend it didn't, and that's what happens. So I'm not sure who's going to hire him. That's another question altogether. And where he ends up, but don't be surprised if you see Matt Lauer's creepy ass on your TV anytime soon. It's gonna happen. Stop. Oh man, we're going to hell. What the hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Another international version of We're Going to Hell this morning as we head to Tel Aviv for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Oh, Israel. Specifically, the airport there. And if you have ever flown with young children, you know how difficult that can be. But still, one couple may have taken it too far with their easy fix to the problem. We head to the Tel Aviv airport because the couple was flying from Tel Aviv to Brussels. And they had their small infant along with them in the uh, the car seat ready to go and they were running late for their Ryanair flight. So when they got to the terminal, just as they were checking in for the flight, they were told the flight had closed, but if they wanted to get on the flight, they were going to need to pay a $27 booking fee because they didn't have the baby registered as part of the flight guest list, and so they had to pay for the baby to ride on their lap, basically. $27. Well, the couple... They're not paying the $27, bro. That ain't happening. No, you hide that baby in your clothing. No, not even. Oh, okay. They just left the baby on the check-in counter and went right on the flight. Said, fine, this is your baby now. I'm not paying them money. And off they go into the flight while leaving the baby on the counter. 
Well, the check-in agent was like, is this is this real life? And then after they realized after like... Is this a real baby? Three minutes that these people might not be coming back, they contacted the police there inside the Tel Aviv airport so officers could catch up to them. But by the time they got to the actual plane, they had a change of heart and they returned for their baby. And since the child was back with the parents, no police action was taken whatsoever, Big G. No consequences at all for this. They just didn't get on that flight and they left the airport. So fairly, you know, hands-off approach by police, considering they were this close to abandoning their baby at a uh, airline counter. But police may want to visit them as like a follow-up kind of a thing, because my guess is they're probably not the best of parents. If they're looking to ditch their baby for $27, there may be something else going on. Yeah, it wasn't an accident. Like, uh, the the father just uh, was being a jerk. Didn't want to bring the baby. Not according to the, the federal agent. They threw a fit about the $27, said they weren't going to take it, and then they weren't going to take the baby, and then they walked off and headed to the flight. Well, well that's going to need some... But the also, baby's going to need some therapy. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I don't know how old the baby was. In a car seat, clearly. Old enough to be, you know, on the lap of the parents. But, yeah, there's some... There's some real issues involved. And I mean, like, I don't know if they were bluffing or they were hoping to get on for free or what the story was. But, like, even if this is a hill you want to die on, $27 seems fairly low for me to put up this kind of a fight. Like, it's not like they asked for, like, $2,000. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just 27 bucks. But they didn't end up getting on the flight. The baby ended up, I guess, returning to his loving question mark parents. And all is right in the world. And the police were like, yeah, cool. Back with the dad, mom. We're all right with it. So I guess the story ends with a happy ending, although they never got to Brussels, at least not that way. I'm not sure how they amended their trip in order to get, I don't know if that was a home or vacation or a family visit for them or what, but they certainly didn't get on that flight. And nor did their baby. So reminder, if you're going to fly with your kids, we know it's a pain. We know sometimes there are hidden chargers involved and all that stuff. Don't leave your baby on the airline counter. Not a good solution to this problem at all. But luckily, they're not in trouble for it. Just merely a we're going to hell story. Morning after with Nick and Big J. It's the X Rocks. That is Shine Down. That is Second Chance here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We talked about being a parent with our we're going to hell story. We're going to do it again because you got to keep your head on a swivel, man. Especially if your kids play with your phones, because you might want to think twice before you let them do that. There's another story of a kid getting a hold of their parents' phone and then going nuts on Grubhub. No. Uh, jumbo shrimp, shawarma sandwiches, ice cream, pepperoni pizzas. Uh, when it was all said and done, a six-year-old kid named Mason ended up ordering about $1,000 worth of food to their house via the At food delivery time? service. Yes. Through uh, several different times. I mean, yeah, it wasn't from one place. He went to a bunch of places and then put the cart in oh and God. then just hit checkout and was good to go. Oh, my God. So the family gave some of the food to neighbors. They stored the rest. Uh, and as their punishment, his parents took a coin out of his piggy bank for each item that he ordered oh, to help teach Mason. That seems nice. <laughs> yeah, he got off a little bit light. But they realized he wasn't doing it on purpose nor nefariously. But still something that you need to be aware of. But. Like, how soon after, like, when when the food started to show up, did they realize? Because Had usually, to be. 
Well, I mean, you know, nobody's watching their notifications. Right, right. I mean, how long did they he have the phone? Because the next thing you know, you know, whenever you use one of those, you get notifications of confirmation and those sort of things. I mean, it's not like it's a complete surprise by the time the food gets to your house. No, but sometimes the food, you know, it only takes 15, 20 minutes, depending on where you are, for yeah, food to get delivered. So that's like less than a show if you're doing it the right way, I suppose, where the kid has the phone. But this isn't the first time it's happened. A 14-month-old purchased a vintage car not too long ago. We talked about that. A 5-year-old spent $2,500 on app purchases. We talked about that as well. And did I don't think I told you I had my own run-in with this. Did I tell you I can this? imagine, though. So, uh, you know, uh, my son Cash is nonverbal autistic. And about a year and a half ago, I bought him an Amazon Kindle because uh, I wanted him because, you know, we, we got him a, a touchscreen for communication purposes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted one so that he could watch his shows if he was having a good day or some sort of reward process so it, it, the beauty of it is he picked up on it right away and he understood how to navigate this Amazon Kindle fairly quickly and um, you know with Amazon if, if they found a way around this I haven't done this yet but um, Amazon basically in order for cash to have access to his shows I needed to get additional subscription on my Amazon Prime so I had to grab a noggin subscription for Nickelodeon shows I grabbed the PBS kids one for um, for uh, Super Y and other shows that he likes but you know, you have kids' profiles, but you can't access your subscription on your children's profiles. You have to be logged into your main account in order to access those subscriptions, oh, if that yeah, makes sense. I see. Okay. So when Cash has the Kindle, he has access to my Amazon Prime account. So knowing that, I went in and I locked everything, purchases, everything on Amazon Prime, so he can't like rent stuff or buy stuff or anything on accident. I was getting ahead of the curve. Well, Amazon loves to update terms and services and things on the regular, on your specific your Amazon devices without telling you there's just a little notification like hey we changed stuff and we know we uploaded it and that's what happened and what I did not know was one of the things that they uploaded onto Kindle was the actual Kindle app that accesses the Amazon bookstore on the homepage of the Kindle because I don't mess around with right. the kids Kindle so I didn't have a lock on any Amazon Kindle book purchases right oh you could make purchases now on your kindle absolutely you always could yes oh, so no. you, when you're no. when you, i mean yes it's with the with the kindle, every kindle that i've had you could absolutely rent movies you could rent anything no, you could purchase anything on the kindle that 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 they make now and so because it's not just a book thing it's also a tv thing and no, so i understand that yes. yes you can you can rent and you can buy and you can do all sorts of stuff on kindle which is why i locked it but they updated it so that the the actual kindle the book version was up close and personal and because that Kindle watches a bunch of Bubble Guppy shows and a bunch of Nickelodeon shows the Amazon Kindle suggested for that Kindle a bunch of Bubble Guppy's books and Timu Mizumi books and all this kind of stuff and it was really just one touch click ordering for cash to start doing these books things that I didn't even know was on this Kindle so he is I, he's got his Kindle he's hanging out I'm, I'm listening to him I'm watching him play on his Kindle he's doing great and uh, I don't have my phone on me because I'm just kind of hanging out with the kids. And then I go to grab my phone. It was on the charger like an hour, hour and a half later. Come to find out that while he was messing around on his Kindle, Cash had downloaded like $325 worth of books Oof. onto my Kindle. 
And so I was like, oh my God, how does this happen? And they're all individual purchases. Like it wasn't like one bulk order. It was like one click ordering for a bunch of books. He, what I thought what he was doing was just kind of scanning through stuff. But in reality, he was purchasing every one of the things that he had bought. So I couldn't go through it and like, you know, return it one item at a time. First of all, I was able to lock the Amazon book purchases so it won't happen again. But I had to call Amazon and explain to them the situation. And it took like, uh, I don't know, three hours one afternoon for them to refund me all the money that was spent. But I had learned my lesson this way all through things that I didn't know was even happening because they update stuff automatically. But it was an interesting lesson to be learned. At least I got my money back and it was something that could be fixed. But it was... Quite, I was like, oh my god, $325 worth of bubble guppies books? What the heck is going to happen? And so, thankfully, they understood and were able to reverse the charges, only because I did it like within the next day. You know what I mean? It was, it was a quick return, so they knew it was an accidental purchase kind of a thing. But watch out, I guess is my point. It's easier than you think for kids to get in there. Even when you think you've locked something out, there's other parts that may not be locked out. Yeah, I wonder if the point, like the first food delivery got there, and then they're like, oh, that's, that's cute, you know, oh well, and then they realize, oh, there's a thousand dollars worth of food coming our way. Look out! I think the first m- reflex is to check your your previous yeah, orders and, and then go, you're oh like, oh my oh, god, oh. what are we gonna do with all this food that's coming? You can't take, you clearly can't return that. So what could you possibly do? And they did the best they could, I guess. And they footed the $1,000 bill because that was a purchase. They got money, man. I guess so. Money to burn. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff as well as your pop culture smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, who would have thunk it? There is a correlation between how you're doing in your brain and how well you take care of your teeth. At least according to a new study from uh, Biobank, which surveyed 40,000 adults between uh, 2014 and 2021. So a seven-year survey with 40,000 people. And they found out that even if people were screened for genetic variants and given MRIs, if you had cavities or a bunch of missing teeth or you had straight-up dentures, you're about 24% more likely to have some sort of issue with your brain. Sometimes the teeth and the brain are connected. It's all in your head, Big J, so it kind of makes sense. One theory is that poor oral health creates inflammation in the body that can lead to microclots, that can lead to brain issues like strokes and things like that. So, hey, take care of your teeth. Brush those things a couple times a day, dude. When you wake up before you go to bed, and going to the dentist on a frequent basis may actually help you in some way before you even know it. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So I didn't know there was a correlation, but after seven-year study, I guess there is. Uh, and you have full dentures. Is that correct, Jay? Uh, yeah, every single tooth. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lost cause. <laughs> hey, an arrest warrant has been issued for Joe Mixon, the Cincinnati Bengals running back, after allegedly threatening a woman with a gun in an incident last month in downtown Cincinnati. The arrest warrant was reported by Cincinnati News 9. Warrant is a misdemeanor charge of aggravated menacing. We'll see where this goes. Obviously not his first run-in with a lady. Uh, That's the reason why he was drafted in the second round by the Bengals for some issues in Oklahoma. So uh, not a good look for Joe Mixon. If you like football, you're going to have your pick of the litter here, man. Uh, XFL is coming. USFL is coming. And now, uh, for the first time since 2019, the Arena Football League is coming back. It's out of bankruptcy and will resume playing in the 2024 season. 16 teams, 10-game schedule, and it's happening during the summer, so when the NFL is actually off is when arena football will be going on. 
So we'll see if this thing picks back up and does okay, considering it's been a while since anybody's watched some indoor football. But it always is fun to watch when it was on. Well, I mean, you know, we've had the Idaho Horsemen here. I mean, it's not True. quite indoor. It's not, uh, you know, the arena league. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the burn, that was a lot of fun, man. Those were some good times. And you get so it's so close and intimate. I mean, you get to be right there on the field for it. So it makes it for a different product altogether. It does. And uh, no Boise team, of course, attached to the AFL, but still something you can keep an eye out for if you want to. We talked uh, our friend, uh, you know, Paul Rudd yesterday, Big J. Yeah, I wish I'd known this yesterday. And now it turns out that apparently there's going to be a biography or a Scott Lang autobiography, if you will, uh, released in conjunction with Ant-Man Quantumania. Now, uh, they want everybody to know Marvel's leaning on this really hard to let you know this is a real book. You can actually buy it. And apparently it's called Look Out for the Little Guy. And that's the name of the fictional autobiography, but it is a real book that you can purchase. Uh, it will be available from Amazon, and so uh, they're they're doing it. They're making it's it. It's fiction, nonfiction. I guess it's nonfiction fiction. fiction. Yeah, or it's just straight up. Fi- I mean, listen, we, Scott Lang's not a real person, but this is a real book. So you're gonna get. I get, and I don't know if Paul Rudd actually wrote any part of this in any way, shape, I or hope form. He does the audio version, <laughs> but I'm like sure the book. they showed some him in a yeah. studio. So I'm guessing that's happening for sure. But just know that there's going to be a book that goes along with uh, Ant-Man and the Boss. I, I don't know if it's going to play like a part in the movie or they're just having a little bit of fun to run in conjunction with it. But you can read the story of Scott Lang if you're so inclined and hear about his criminal past before becoming an Avenger Big J and saving all of our lives. You understand? Yeah, the tough decisions he had to make. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you by Porta Subs here today. And we have up for grabs for you a Port of Subs Super Bowl Classic combo. We'll get you in the running for a Port of uh, Subs Super Bowl Grand Prize six foot sub. And of course, uh, if you'd like to uh, order up some uh, catering for your own party, you can do that at portasubs.com. We'll also get you some Foos Fighters tickets, our last pair. That show happening February 11th, Saturday night at the Knitting Factory. You went on in on this action, 208-287-1003. That's our phone number if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. Yeah, maybe help me out a little bit, too. I appreciated that. Good luck. Uh, hello, The X. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's your name? Jeff. All right, Jeff, you're up first. Jeff, which brand of jeans ran a controversial ad campaign starring a very young Brooke Shields? Was it Guess, Calvin Klein, or Gloria Vanderbilt? Uh, go Guess. It's a good guess. That is incorrect, and I'm sorry. Hello, the X. Hey, which brand of jeans ran a controversial ad campaign starring a very young Brooke Shields? Was it Guess, Calvin Klein, or Gloria Vanderbilt? Guess. Guess. Incorrect. I am sorry. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hello? Hello? We tried. Hello, the X. Hey, uh, what brand of jeans ran a controversial ad campaign starring a very young Brooke Shields? Guess, Calvin Klein, or Gloria Vanderbilt? Um, the third one. The third one, Gloria Vanderbilt? Yep. That is incorrect. So now, by sheer process of elimination, maybe, just maybe, we'll have an answer. Hello, The X. Hello. Hey, which brand of jeans ran a controversial ad campaign starring a very young Brooke Shields? Guess, Calvin Klein, or Gloria Vanderbilt? 
Well, I'd have to say Gloria Vanderbilt at that age. Wrong. That is incorrect, sir. Sorry. Thank you. Hello, the X. Hello. 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 And he's busy Hello. hammering, man. Hello, the Why X. Why are you making a phone call <laughs> and not paying attention to it? Hello, the X. Hey. Hey, uh, which brand of jeans ran a controversial ad campaign starring a very young Brooke Shields? Guess there you go. Thank you very much. Right. 18 times a charm. Big J, what pop star notched an album appearance by Mike Tyson? I will give you choices. Mike Tyson appeared on an album by one of these artists. Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, or Madonna? Justin Bieber? Wrong. That is incorrect. I'm sorry. Uh, that means you are victorious. Congratulations, sir. Do you happen to know the answer? Let's go, Madonna. Madonna is correct. Right. Tyson appeared on a Madonna record. I think they dated for a bit. Really? Uh, congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Foos Fighters and that Porta Subs package I coming your way. Saying Phil Collins' work. Right. <laughs> no, this is much, much before the Phil Collins appearance on The Hangover. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll talk lounge at the end of the universe next on the X Rocks. <laughs> STP sex type thing here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. We continue to tell you there's always something happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. A lot of times we come in here, we talk about comedy and the cool things happening, but this weekend, Jen, it's all about the music. Yes? It is all about the music, yes. We have three incredible shows and an all-ages open stage, which is something that we started doing now bi-weekly. So if you are uh, any age, uh, and we uh, last time we did it, we had a five-year-old come in and kill it on the drums. It was amazing. <laughs> Uh, everything from uh, you know eight to eighty, pretty much. Uh, that's three to seven on Sunday. We're going to be doing that uh, every other week now, um, and that's uh, sponsored by the Treasure Valley Music Store and Chris Cullinan and those guys over there. Bring instruments. So there's already a drum kit on stage. Yeah. There's already a bass, guitar, uh, tons of percussion instruments out, um, and we just have a really good time. And it's super supportive, and it's great for people who don't have a whole lot of stage experience, and that's really fun. But we have tons of people playing that have lots of stage experience. So uh, it's a all over the place genre. Wise, which I love because mm -hmm. uh, whenever people are like, oh, what kind of music do you like? I always say, mm, I like anything that doesn't suck. And there's about 10% <laughs> of every genre that fits what I like. <laughs> so um, uh, tonight from seven to nine, we have the John Pretty Quartet. So this is a jazz concert. Uh, they'll be playing two sets. They'll play seven to 745, then take a little break, play from eight to 845. Uh, John is an incredibly talented, he's young too, I kind of hate him, uh, <laughs> uh, drummer. <laughs> Jazz drummer, uh, he went to uh, Cal Arts in uh, in L.A. Uh, has played with a, a ton of really incredible musicians, and he's managed to uh, get a few other really incredible musicians. One of them coming in from Twin, uh, Ben Britton, who I, I just went and saw at BSU, uh, wonderful sax player. And then we've got uh, Justin Nielsen, who's going to be playing on uh, uh, the piano, and Tim Green, who's an upright bassist. So um, if you're into jazz, this is going to be a great show. Uh, doors are at six for that. Then we go seven to nine, and then we're going to take a quick break for my staff to <laughs> scramble around and reset the room uh -huh. because we go from that and this is where it gets really fun for me. We go from that to our punk and metal show. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that those don't sound like they're related, but they are. <laughs> because I, jazz is very punk rock to me sure. uh, in so yeah. many ways. Uh, because it really was just sort of breaking convention. And especially the kind that you're going to hear because it's going to be a lot of improvisation. But you guys are familiar with uh, with one of the bands that we have on our punk metal night. So we've got Far From Giants. We've got Filth Hound. And then we've got Basement. And you said you guys uh, yeah. had them open up one of your, one of your shows here, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
and featured, you know, uh, weekly almost on uh, our uh, exclusive show on Sunday nights. Yeah, the local music and, show. And they'll appreciate the jazz, too. They nice. will. Yeah, they will. Good, good. So, and uh, and we'll have food early for for um for our jazz concert. That's going to be uh, barbecue for life. Will still be serving, but you got to get there between the six and seven twenty slot just to order because sure. we can't have them running back and forth. But uh, I've eaten there twice this week. So uh, and <laughs> and so good. have these guys. All right. So then Saturday we just we just have one thing, which is very unusual for us. Uh, but we've been rehearsing for this, and I've got people in the studio with us today that that have flown in for the show. So it's the Gray Wolf Sessions, uh, and. And it's a blues and rock show. Uh, I'm singing in this one. I know, I know. It's not something I advertise a lot, but I, I did. I did sing with a blues band for years, so they invited me to. Uh, and then we've got the bass player uh, Dan Reride Smith, and then Carl Augustine, who has uh, is on piano, vocals, and uh, d- did all of the arranging for the show. So I'm going to let them talk. Well, welcome to the studio, Dan and yeah. Carl. Thank well, you for thank coming you. in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the the origin story of of you guys. How did the the Gray Wolf sessions kind of come to be, and what made you? guys decided to do this stuff well, carl invited me into a band years and years ago called uh, down river where i just played harmonica and did some you know backup vocals and percussion carl was the lead singer and the uh the keyboardist along with congas and all kinds of different stuff and um when my acting career kicked off in 2015 i've been moved out of the state i live now in oklahoma i was in la for a while then louisiana and then finally in oklahoma because i kept getting called back to shows there Mm -hmm. between the acting and the animal work the wrangling but um we'd been talking with jen and i've been friends for years and years and years and um she was putting some different stuff together including that open mic and she said let's just let's put a show together so she pulled musicians from five different bands okay and we've all come together collectively we i flew in from oklahoma on wednesday and uh, we've been rehearsing ever since. We got one more rehearsal this afternoon, and we go on Saturday night. It's going to be Crazy. a rocking show. Wow! Carl, so it, Carl is the the backbone of it all. He's the one to put all the music together. He's the one that made sure everybody had all the information that they needed before I even landed. We were all rehearsing on our own a month ago. Okay, so, so this is kind of like a, a project that's talked about, and now is kind of getting birthed. Like a, a super event. group that's just <laughs> mani- <laughs> manifesting here in the Treasure Valley. Well, that's we awesome. think it's super. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it super right now. And Carl, of course, you've worked hard, it sounds like, to put all this stuff together, huh? Well, um, yeah. uh, A lot of times uh, the set list was provided, but of course we have to have arrangements. The toughest part of playing a song is the intro, where's the solo, and what's the outro. All the O's of it. And uh, as you say, the magic happens in between. And so a lot of emails were going back and forth with PDF files Mm -hmm. and... uh, People were providing amendments, and um, and so that's how the, the background structure happens. It, it, it's all about having your set list and knowing where you're going, what's coming up next, and that sort of thing. So you guys have known each other for a very long time. Is this then the first time that all of you collectively have actually played together, or have you had a chance to do this at least somewhere else before? No, the, the drummer and I were in a band called Last Minute, Okay. and then Carl and I was in a band, uh, was Down River, was, was years before that. And then um, Matt, our guitarist, this guy's like, you might as well be playing with Eric Clapton. Wow. That's how he is on guitar. Okay. Um, he is uh, with a band called um, Sixth Sense. And, and then Jen was with Jake Leg. Mm-hmm. So, and then Jeff is just, um, 
he's amazing on the tubs. I mean, the guy is just, he's all over the place. And you cannot see him playing anywhere, photographs, videos, when he doesn't have a great big smile on his face. Well, it, uh, he has a fantastic cowbell face, okay. by the way. Oh, okay. There's one face when he's playing the cowbell, and he only makes it when he's doing that. It's pretty so awesome. you're calling it the Grey Wolf Sessions. Is there a reason behind that? Is there is there kind of like a story behind why it's called that? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's sort of a, a project that I've been working on for a long time as a comedy of keyboard looping and then playing with another individual and uh, I just happened to have a masthead that I didn't want to change for a lot of the songs as the as these arrangements were being sent out and when Jen saw Grey Wolf she said bingo that's that's what it'll be because well, <laughs> he points it's to his ponytail. Well, we're, we're all a little bit. Uh, sure. Aside from the dye bottle, we're all a little bit on the gray wolf side. <laughs> that is fair, and I like that very much. And of course, uh, Jen came up with like this is the perfect title for it. The marketing uh, comes back in uh, almost automatically, right? Yeah, it does. Yes, and uh, uh, also I find that it's helpful for me because this was the same with Jake Leg that I find a band where everybody is uh, significantly older than I am so that uh, I look great standing at the, standing at the front. So, uh, although I've, I've got a little bit of my own gray. So, loungeboise.com is where you can get tickets. Uh, the tickets for all of these shows, first of all, the jazz concert because we've never done one before, the guys didn't want to charge for that. So, uh, you can just come to that. And then the, the punk metal show is eight bucks. Uh, gray Wolf is ten dollars because, you know, we got to pay for plane tickets sure. so we need that extra two dollars a ticket. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> so, we're keeping everything really affordable. Uh, we just want everybody to come and have the best time ever. Uh, I know I'm going to. It's been really nice to to, to do, uh, play music again and to play with really, really like you know he was saying about Matt, just really great, incredible players that know what they're doing. So I, I mean it's it's been it's been really joyful for me for the last few days. I love it. So loungeboise.com is where you can grab those tickets for Friday night, which is tonight, and of course Saturday night as well. Uh, and you can also get a listing of all the other shows that are coming up at the Lounge at the End of the Universe that are up there as well for additional music and comedy shows that are on the horizon. They have. Uh, bulk ticket packages there as well that you can take advantage of so there's always something cool happening and this weekend is no exception are you excited to get back up on the stage and yes sing? yes okay. i'm very yes i'm very excited I've, I've enjoyed being in rehearsals the last couple days we have one more rehearsal this afternoon uh and then and then we'll be going tomorrow uh and it's great and uh i mean just to be able to play with all of the talented people that are in this band and, and like dan was saying this is five different bands uh, a member from each one all kind of coming together uh and not to mention the bass player has a golden glow award too so oh. there's that for uh, for his animal wrangling and for his acting and stuff so so that's pretty neat yeah uh, so you know there's some star power in lots of different ways on stage and and i love it so i'm stoked that's no, i was gonna say it's it's a, it's awesome but just just the fact you guys all come together to do this one show is pretty cool yeah, well, we're all good friends, and we've all stayed, even since I've lived so far away, we've all stayed in communication. We've all passed back and forth. Hey, I'm working on this song. I'm working on that song. We have the next project for the Grey Wolf Sessions is going to be originals. We're doing mostly covers on Saturday night, but we're going to start recording some of our originals sometime right. later Great. this year. That's I awesome. like it. So this is the beginning of something performance-wise on Saturday, but just the beginning of also the could, what could be f possible future things happening with the band, too. Oh, yeah. I'm certain that we will. Jeff and I refer to each other, even though we're, you know, 1500 miles away he's my drummer and i'm his bass player okay and so we're even though he's in another band regularly they do gigs you know here around the treasure valley we are still collaborating on stuff as carl and i do 
Beautiful. So, well, yeah. listen, you're going to see something special on Saturday night, that's for sure. Check it out. Go to loungeboise.com for tickets, and then check out the Punk Metal Show tonight and the Jazz Show tonight as well at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Jan, Carl, and as well as Dan, thank you very much for coming in. We Thanks for having us. Thank, thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some headlines coming up, but we owe you one It's Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Brought to you by O'Crab Cajun Seafood and Bar. Live remote happening tonight, 5 to 7 p.m. at the O'Crab in the Boise Spectrum by the Big Red Boise side. You can hang out with Big J as he broadcasts live tonight and right now at O'Crab in Boise. All sushi ramen half off for a limited time, so take advantage of that as well. Again, live broadcast tonight, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. O'Crab at the Boise Spectrum. If you want to join Big J, we recommend that you do. Headlines are as follows. Can't have nice things. Caught ya and hail Satan. Hail Satan! A sleepy town in the United Kingdom has been named the country's capital for Satanists, Big J. Some 70 out of 8,500 people living in historic Bungay and nearby villages in Suffolk identify as devil worshippers. The sinister statistic means nearly one in every 120 people in the area claim to be a Satanist. When asked in the 2021 census about their religious beliefs, that's about 100 times the national average. So they're trying to figure out why that is that all these Satanists live in a particular place. Uh, Do you think you have any answers? No. Maybe the devil is in the details and he's right around that particular part and they all like hanging out there. I don't know. But if you're a uh, God-fearing person, you may want to stay out of Bungay and Suffolk because that's where you'll find all the Satanists in England. If you're going on a trip, and now you know. See, we're protecting people, baby. Yeah. From the power of the devil. Can't have nice things or caught ya. Caught Police in Pennsylvania arrested a burglary suspect after a very quick investigation, which was made possible by winter weather. State troopers received a call about somebody stealing copper wire from a coal mine. That's against the law, Big J. And when they arrived on the scene, they noticed a bunch of footprints left in the snow that led into a wooded area. So all troopers had to do was follow the trail and then them right to 27-year-old Gage Eaglehouse, who had a bunch of copper wire in his hands. And they're like, I bet you you're the one who did this. And they were he was arrested and charged with burglary and criminal trespassing. So, yeah, footprints will get you every time in the snow. Copper handed him red handed. Oh, that didn't go so well. I knew what you were trying to yeah, do, yeah, but, but you blew the, the punchline right out of the gate there. Wrap it up with can't have nice things. <laughs> a Polish tourist was berated and then later fired for climbing an off-limits Mayan temple just for photos, Big J. He did it for the gram. The unnamed man uh, was got a bunch of people pretty pissed as he entered the restricted zone of a pyramid in Mexico. Climbing on these steps has been banned since 2008. Of course, it's considered one of the seven wonders of the world. Hey, wait, is this Chichen or where uh, is this? Yes, yes, Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza. <laughs> or Chichen Itza. Uh, video on social media shows the man being escorted away from the pyramid as officials and the crowd scream at him. And one shirtless man with a stick even hits him on the head with a stick, Big J. They don't want people walking on their pyramid, you understand? Yeah. Uh, that is uh, an area, and this is why they don't do it. Because, And he just wanted to take a picture of for social media, man. We and, do this and, stuff for the dumbest reason. And you risk getting a curse. Is that true? I've watched a lot of mummy shows. Uh-huh. Oh, I, well, I didn't know if there was an actual curse connected to Oh, I'm sure there, absolutely. And that, you think that's why they don't let you walk on it? Well, no, I mean, but that would should be a fear factor that you should consider. Understood, yes. You never know. You never know when you're cursed the mummy dumb next thing you know. Tom Cruise starts following you around because he is the mummy, Big J, as we're well aware. 
Uh, the pyramid was built between the 8th and 12th centuries uh, and has been, again, a tourist attraction for centuries. But also, uh, it's been about uh, 15 years since you could actually consider to be even touching it. They usually have this stuff, but sometimes people jump the ropes. My wife's been there. Yeah, did she? Yeah. She didn't. Uh, was, was it when you were allowed to touch no, it or no, before? Oh, okay. no. Yeah, so you got to make sure you, you keep your distance this time around. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We got your bad impressions. They're happening next on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore Treasure Valley Subaru. And we've got a great nice uh, morning after prize package, Nick. We will set you up with some Porta Subs Super Bowl classic combos, uh, courtesy of Porta Subs, and get you in the running for that grand prize six-foot sub for the big game. I will also hook you up with Lounge at the End of the Universe VIP tickets. We just had them in here. Uh, basement tonight and some jazz action in the Grey Wolf sessions tomorrow. Sound like uh, some pretty awesome uh, stuff to have to choose from here for your VIP entrance. You can do that or any show you want from loungeboise.com. So there you do this. You feel, you've got to, I mean, you get this if you figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. Now, each clue revolves around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is. In those three clues or less, you got VIP passes to the lounge, and you've got that port of subs coming your way, guaranteed, plus qualified for the big grand prize we're going to do next week. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, you're up first. Good luck. Hey, yo, I'm on a mountaintop. Uh, next, next question. If I, if I can't still be Rocky, why not a Tulsa King, huh? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah! <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Was that supposed to be clue three? No. <laughs> All right. Yo, Adrian. Uh, congratulations, Jimmy. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with that Porta Subs and those lounge VIP passes. Why is Sylvester Stallone hey, yo, in the news? Adrian. Uh, okay, so for a couple reasons here, and and I think I hate this, Nick. You know, I mean, they, they really do, with, with social media, spoil the Super Bowl commercials. And uh, I saw um, yesterday on social media a uh, commercial for Paramount Plus, Nick. Okay. And it's all Sylvester Stallone. Uh, it's 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 hilarious. Uh, I have a feeling you'll get to see this uh, come uh, the big game, but it it's got Beavis and Butthead in it, uh, somebody from the Star Trek universe, and uh, Dangle from Nine Reno Nine One One, and they're all out in uh, the this uh, you know Arctic area, and then uh, the, the top of the mountain, the Paramount Mountain, right? Yes, Paramount Mountain, and, and there's a face of it, and the face is Sylvester Stallone. Is the mountain? It, is the mountain like kind of like uh, you know Mount Rushmore? Uh huh. And uh, he's climbing cliffhanger style in the nose of himself himself yeah and his daughters are there of course part of this is the fact that there's going to be a reality show called the stallones with sylvester stallone and his family is going to be part of that but he's also you know right now a very popular tulsa king on paramount plus so you got a lot of sylvester stallone stuff happening here will you be watching uh the family stallone the reality show i tell you what here's what i'll do i'll make a deal with my family if they watch an episode of this with me, I'll watch a stupid episode of the Kardashians. Why with would them. you make that deal? Because for once, I want them to be interested in my stuff. But you're literally interested in Sylvester Stallone's daughters? No, I'm in, interested well, that's in what the him. show's about. Well, it's also about him. Well, I so, bet you it's more about the daughters. I, I, I think that it's more of them and their interaction with how you know it's a rocky world and everything. So uh, I think there'll be more to more of Stallone than you think in that show. Hot button. I have absolutely no evidence to back this up, but I am 100 percent convinced that he got back with his wife so that they can do this show. 
uh, that there's really they're in a loveless marriage that they really wanted to get out of, but uh, they had this contract and they want to make that money, baby. And so they're back together doing this Paramount Plus reality show. Uh, but who knows, man? It could be fantastic. I hope you think. I hope it's terrific. I hope you love it. Uh, and but you do not like Tulsa King, is that correct? Yeah, I'm just not into it, man. I'm not into the whole um, gangster thing part of it. Weird so. that that you're more into uh, his family life than than him playing a character. But I'm listen. interested in Sylvester Stallone, not the Tulsa King. Got it. Uh, well, I mean, is he a completely different dude? Yes. <laughs> My guess is it's pretty much Sylvester Stallone at any point. You calling him a mafioso? I'm calling him a one. Call him a criminal. Actor is what I'm calling him. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Copland. Not jerk. a lot of range in the Sylvester Stallone world. He's just oh, fat. I beg to differ. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Jack. That's his name. That is Hardy and Jack wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here and the week. Special thank you to uh, the Lounge of the End of the Universe, Jen and crew stopping by and being part of the show this morning as they talked about a bunch of music, including our friends in Basement, playing tonight at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. So if you want to check out some music, there's a good place to go this weekend. We also had a chance to talk about leaving a baby behind, making sure you got protection on all your apps so your kids don't charge stuff to it, and all sorts of other fun today. Reminder that uh, Team Mazda is easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck button. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Big mistake, NASA. They've just unveiled a realistic fake moon environment that is designed to help astronauts practice all the stuff they hope to do on the moon over the next next decade or so. Uh, the fake moon, which is being described as a lunar sandbox, is said to have realistic lunar lighting and conditions that astronauts will experience when they stand on the real thing, including 20 tons of lunar dust. Uh, that just invites every conspiracy nut and kook who thinks that the actual moon landing was faked. Here's their evidence. Yeah, uh, it's not great that they could put this together. But that, I mean, what else are they planning on doing? On the, are we talking about colonizing we, the moon here? Yeah, no, we're going to have a moon base. All right, let's go. Uh, and they just got to practice building bases in the little lunar I, sandbox? I don't, I don't know. Probably using all the equipment. And How do they like equate that? the gravity in there, I guess, is my question. Like, I mean, I get how if you can do... Like, Move real slow. Do the surface uh, makes sense, but how do you make it seem like you're really dealing with the moon's gravity? But Yeah, I don't know. Uh, have fun with that, astronauts. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical. Your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That is it for us. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.